Hey everybody, welcome to the Grain Waves Podcast. I'm Rodney. And I'm Gabe. And we'll be taking you through real-time insights and analysis of grain marketing decisions. Hey, let's let's talk skew. Uh, it's one of my favorite things that I've learned about since I've been at Indigo. So your team at Indigo on the Global Markets Group, we there's there's uh, like you said, you've been really uh, intentional about kind of having a diverse group. I think I don't know if we said it on this before. You call me your worst hire yeah. because I'm the least diverse person that you've hired on. That's right. Um, but I still, as we're interviewing for these um, newer roles. I'm quick to tell people that we have a, a good chunk of our group is has like a pretty broad understanding of agriculture in general, right? And mm-hmm. it's not it's not all of it, but it's a lot of it has a pretty broad understanding. And then inside of that, each one of us has our own kind of really deep understanding of a different section, right? So uh, mine happens to be around cash grain and maybe decision making. We got another guy that's more on the merchandising side. We got some guys that are on options and and all this stuff. So. I've done a lot of options in the past. I have always loved puts. All right. Mm-hmm. Puts are my absolute favorite marketing strategy, uh, depending on what's happening. Right. And what mm-hmm. I love about puts is it's like a futures only contract because it doesn't make me pick where I'm going to deliver. Mm-hmm. It just allows me to set a price. And if the price goes up, I benefit. If the price goes down, I'm covered. I know what I've got in it. I love it, right? Mm-hmm. Farmers hate puts. I know it. Hate puts. <laughs> and, and so uh, they would rather um, sell cash or a futures only contract, right? So if they don't like, but we're bases of that. This is mm-hmm. this is what I normally run into. I'm gonna do a, a futures lock, right? And then I'm gonna buy a call, which is gonna exact same effect, right? So I'm I have uh, unlimited upside mm-hmm. with a minimum price locked in. So if I do it with the put, as the price goes down, the put is gonna appreciate in value to offset the futures going lower. And I, I love that I've listened to you explain to me how puts hey. work. Like this is amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, <laughs> the options guy. By the way, anyway, listen, Gabe is the options guy. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually explaining it to the farmer, maybe that's listening. <laughs> if I, so the call option does the exact same thing because I've already sold the grain, I'm already short futures. And if the price goes lower, my call option actually loses value, but I've already hedged my grain. If the price goes higher, my I've locked in my, my price already with the futures lock, but my call option appreciates in value, giving me upside. Mm-hmm. Got it? Here's the problem. And here's the reason I love puts. One, that I just said they both do the same thing. But if I do a futures lock and attach a call option to it, one, I'm paying for a for a hedge derive fee, right? I, I yeah. just paid an extra nickel for literally no more protection. I just increased the cost of my strategy by a nickel for mm-hmm. nothing. And then since then, I've talked to uh, Nick specifically on on our team that understands skew really, really well, and mm-hmm. talked to me about skew. And he shows me these skew charts because they just, you know, people love when they when their thoughts are confirmed, mm-hmm. and it's confirmed for me that puts are That's better right, than right. calls yeah. because. So talk to me about that skew on the call side. Well, it, so so like we talked about in grain, right? Like panic is generally happens. Scenarios where the market panics, which creates more volatility, 
tend to be correlated to higher prices in, in corn. And, uh, and like when we think about overproduction, right? Overproduction doesn't really in general lead to a ton of market volatility, right? It, it, it's calmer. And so, so then, so if, if I think about, if I buy a put or a call and I'm buying an out of the money call or I'm buying an out of the money put, however you want to look at it. Yeah. If, if the market's at 350 and I'm looking at the 340 put and the 360 call, the put's going to be a little cheaper than the 360 call. Even Which though I never, you know, I never knew that for all the years I've been doing options. I always, I, in my head, I had it. If corn is 350 and I'm looking at a 340 put and a 360 call, they should be the exact same, same thing. Yeah. And that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> so, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so, so, so that's, that's the skew, right? Like, so the market understands that if, if the price is heading lower, it's probably because we're achieving more certainty, which creates less volatility. And, and that's what it comes down to. I, you know, I've had the same experience you have in terms of talking to folks. They, you know, part of it is that, you know, you talk about them hating puts. It isn't as intuitive to think about using a put, right? The math, even though it's only one thing instead of two, it gets complicated when you think about buying a thing that goes up in value when the market goes down. Like that, yeah. that's a mouthful right there. Yeah. And I and I think that's why people do what you're talking about in terms of setting the futures and then buying buying a call because it it, it is, it's just, it's more intuitive and easier to understand. Um, I stopped running my head against the wall to push that uh, years ago um, because, you, you know, you, somebody would call up and want to do that and you'd say, oh, you could just buy a min price yeah. put. And they're like, well, yeah, but I want to do it. It's like, okay. Like, it, you know, at the end of the day, um, the, the, the most important pieces are you're taking an action, you're putting in place some risk management. Like, I'm happy. Like, I, I'm not going to talk you out of doing those things. Um, and, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think for a lot of folks, buying a put as opposed to setting futures and buying a call is a, is a better way to go. Uh, so I actually feel bad about some of the decisions I've made around presenting these products to guys because one, you know, you just said you're not going to fight that fight. Mm -hmm. uh, so I fought that fight for a long time and I'm sure we'll go over some stories at some point about all those fights that I fought and lost. Um, but, you know, I, I'm really passionate about the fact that a put is a better strategy in a lot of cases than a than a hedge drive and a call option. Uh, but you're fighting a few things. One, you're like you said, that counterintuitive thing, right? The farmer's just generally more comfortable with the cash price. But more importantly, I think, than than that is I'm constantly compared to as an originator, did the farmer win on this transaction? Oh man, right? man, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, you, that's the whole. Well, let's hear it. The call yeah. didn't work, right? That like the option didn't work, and and so when I, that's probably one like you know talk about having done this for a while. One of the most important lessons that you can get people across the line on, especially when they're in the position of selling these things, is the value of those strategies isn't that it might pay out. It's that you did anything right yeah. now. And, and, oh man, like, I, sorry, you're just, cause the number of, yeah, I used to teach, uh, options classes to, to farmers, right? Like just, Hey, here's, here's how you use options on the exchange and everywhere else. 
And they would say, well, how do I know, you know, that option didn't, I bought some options and they didn't work for me. Well, what do you mean they yep. didn't work? Well, I yep. paid 20 cents for them and they didn't pay out. It's like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah. let's talk more about that, right? Like, cause, right. cause they're, cause they're comparing against what if I just sold cash? Right. And I, and I think the conversation you and I both go down when a farmer is having that discussion with us, if they say, well, I don't think that option is going to work because I could just sell cash here. Then it's like, cool, yeah, please right. sell some cash. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pay yeah. for any of this stuff. Just, yeah. just sell some grain, man. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. In general, I started by this conversation by saying you should sell cash. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we're at options because you think something else may happen or you're worried right. or it's like insurance. Um, yeah. And, and back to that winning, like, so let's be clear. I want to be crystal clear here. Uh, let's do beans because I never do beans. You, you buy a $9 put or you do a hedge to arrive at $9 and buy a $9 call, right? Mm -hmm. So let's let's ignore skew for a second and just mm -hmm. pretend that those options are the same price. So, so if you buy two options, so if the market's at nine bucks and you're looking yeah. at the $9 put and call, they should have the same price. Yes. Just so that's, you know. that, that's correct. That's a different... That is different. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the clarification there. Okay, so uh, one, I just got dinged for a hedge to arrive mm -hmm. fee on the call option, right? No, on so, the futures lock. I'm sorry, on the futures lock with the call option. Yeah, yeah. I paid the same amount for the for the call or the put, depending mm -hmm. on what I did. So uh, let's let's say my futures lock was a nickel. I'm a nickel behind using the hedge to arrive with the call option strategy. Mm -hmm. Same strategy, mm -hmm. same thing. <laughs> so beans race to $11. Mm -hmm. Two different farmers, here's how it works every time, right? Farmer A that bought the put says, ah, oh, that was a waste, <laughs> ah, right? Yeah. Beans went to $11 and you talked <laughs> me into buying a put. That's because right? you're a horrible person, Rodney. Horrible originator, <laughs> right? So. Uh, in my mind, I'm saving him a nickel on the yeah. fee. Yeah, yeah. He's still got his $11 beans or whatever I went to, but I'm, I'm the bad guy. The other guy, <laughs> I I hosed him for an extra nickel, mm -hmm. right? Farm It goes up two bucks and he says, oh yeah, I just cashed <laughs> in two bucks, <laughs> right? So it's one of those things like both guys, actually the, the guy with the put ended up in a, in a better, better position. position. Yeah. And, and frankly, man, there are very few guys I worked with that I would actually go propose the put as the initial, as the, the solution. And, and more because of outcomes than the risk management themselves. Well, I, I mean, the secret there is ultimately the framing, right? In the scenario you laid out, like you could literally just say, do you want to lock in a floor with upside for 20 cents? Do you want to lock in a $9 floor with unlimited upside for 20 cents? Or do you want to lock in a $9 floor with unlimited upside for 25? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose I could do that. Right, and, and so I, it, let's see. So as we're talking through this, it occurs to me something that we could do that's responsible, right? Is, is having a floor product that really looks at it that way. Um, and just, you know, does that so that we don't double hit somebody, um, and remove kind of that framing. But the, the other piece of it is the reason people do those minimum price transactions is it does give them more control over things, right? They, yeah. they could exit that. Like they, they could exit the put when we rally 50 cents and 
probably still get something back and say, say, you know, and, and keep going or do some other strategies. Um, but I mean, that, that's what it comes down to, right? Like, and, and the challenge is because it's a function of how the instruments are represented, right? How the different pieces yeah. are like, you can't just go, do you want a floor and pay uh, unlimited side for 20 or 25? Because they're going to see those different pieces and be like, oh, that puts worthless. Why did we bother doing that? Yeah. Um, oh, that's great, man. I wish I would have, I wish I would have tried that like an AB test back in the day. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it would have worked. Right? Yeah. Like, um, it's, it's, but it, it goes back to if, if somebody, you know, is advanced enough uh, that they're willing to kind of have those conversations, they want to see the pieces, they, they want some of that control. And, and which is, I, I think, a super appropriate reason to look at it. It just takes a couple more hops to, to think about it. You know, we, I'm sure I've told a very quick anecdote that there's a guy that I worked for for a long time who's one of the, probably the best portfolio manager I've worked for. And we'd have an options conversation. He would like shut everything down, get out his notebook and like, right. And that guy had been doing it, you know, whatever I'd been doing, he'd been doing it 10 plus more years than me, but he'd always write all the pieces down because it does get complicated. It, yeah. it, it isn't, it often is not an intuitive series of thoughts. Um, so, but yeah. Yeah. Also from a consumer standpoint, it's reasonable to pay a premium to better understand the product you're using, right? Like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example of that, but there's definitely things that you could pay more to fully understand the product. What's an example of that? I don't know. <laughs> there's an example you like pay uh, more to better understand the product. Ah, uh, is, that, is that is that you're going to come and read me the manual? I don't like for, uh, maybe well, not. I think maybe there's like, is there a premium version of something that comes with like extra support? Like I feel like maybe that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, maybe this this is a terrible example. I think, but maybe like LinkedIn, right? So mm. on LinkedIn, I can see that somebody viewed my profile, but if I pay an extra, I don't. I have no idea if they're <laughs> trying to hit me up for. I don't care. Thirty-seven but, cents. Yeah. Yeah. If I pay thirty-seven cents, they'll show me the name and occupation of the person that looked at my profile. So I don't know. Maybe like, maybe people are willing. Even that your option of hey, you can pay twenty cents for a floor or twenty-five cents for a floor, but in the twenty-five cent one, you fully understand it because it's more intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree that call options are more intuitive. Um, maybe a guy still picks that. But not me. No, well, for the re for the record, <laughs> for not the rec me ever. <laughs> I, puts every time. <laughs> I think if you frame it up uh, as, do you want to pay twenty or twenty five cents for literally the same thing? Like somebody's gonna take. And I mean, there's a name for it, right? So, so if you buy a put option, right, the way you can synthetically create a put is you buy a call and sell futures. That's called that's a, we call that a synthetic put option because it is literally. Uh, yep. it, this they are the same. You just pay two transaction fees <laughs> instead of one. Yeah, right, right. Thanks for listening to the Grain Waves podcast. Every week we analyze the markets to bring insight to challenging decisions you make every day. Sometimes we could all use more support. If you feel overly affected by stress, know that you're not alone. Visit our show notes to find resources that may be helpful for you. 
The material contained in this presentation is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be construed as any trading advice or market outlook. There are risks associated with participating in any trade or transaction in financial instruments, and each party should independently consider such risks and perform their own due diligence prior to the execution of any trade or transaction. Indigo makes no representations or warranties as to the accuracy of any information or opinions contained herein.